In the 1950s, Catherine Graham's dad told her she couldn't run the family newspaper. Her husband told her the same. But then when both of those men died, Catherine did take the job and she turned a small city paper into a Fortune 500 company, turning herself into the first female Fortune 500 CEO in the process. She also personally helped take down Richard Nixon and was later played by Meryl Streep in a film. Turns out she could run the family paper better than anyone else. Hello and welcome to Incredible Feats, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Dan Cummins. You can find episodes of Incredible Feats and all other Parcast shows for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. After World War II, Catherine K. Graham's dad, a successful investor with several business ventures, decides to pass on the reins of the paper he owns, the Washington Post. He wants to keep it in the family. If only he had a child he trusted. He looks to his daughter, Kay, and then looks a little bit further off to the side and sees her husband, Philip. Philip is named publisher and gets a controlling share of stock. He owns more of his wife's family's business than she does, which I have to imagine could make family get-togethers a bit awkward. If my wife's dad skipped her to give me anything, even a gift card, it wouldn't go well. 1963. Philip dies, leaving the post to the four Graham kids with Kay's dad also dead and out of the picture. None are ready for the job. So 46-year-old Kay decides she'll run the Washington Post. You know, just for a little while, until her kids are older. And at that time, no other women ran newspapers. Or were even top executives at papers. It was the epitome of a male-dominated industry. Kay dives into the old boys club and immerses herself in every aspect of the business. Super hands-on, she leverages her relationships as a DC socialite for better leads on better stories. She also upgrades her reporters and executives. She surrounds herself with people who will help her. Her paper grows in readership and respectability almost immediately. In 1969, Kay then takes the publisher title in addition to president. It's no longer an interim role. 1971, Kay prepares to take the Washington Post public. And then she's presented with her biggest challenge. After WAPO starts to publish the Pentagon Papers. The Pentagon Papers are classified documents proving the U.S. military covered up the extent of damage America was doing to Vietnam. She could get a federal sanction which could possibly ruin her IPO or, even worse, open a lawsuit that could kill her paper entirely. Despite these risks, she feels that publishing Pentagon Papers is honorable journalism, that she must do it, that the public deserves to know. In the midst of some serious heat from the White House, Kay continues with her IPO, and investors buy into a paper that may soon be shut down. The Pentagon Papers battle goes all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court with WAPO and the New York Times teaming up and going head-to-head -head with the U.S. government. 
The Supreme Court rules in the paper's favor. WAPO keeps publishing, and suddenly, Kay's paper is now on par with the New York Times. 1972, another career-defining moment. Against protocol, Kay puts coverage by two unknown junior reporters on the front page of her now prestigious newspaper. Their bylines are Woodward and Bernstein, two names now linked forever to the Watergate scandal. The expose leads to President Nixon's resignation, the first president to ever do so. The Watergate coverage turns the Washington Post into a historic institution of investigative journalism. Through the 1970s and 80s, Kay goes on to become one of America's most powerful women. Her friend, former U.S. National Security Advisor McGeorge Bundy, says she's the most powerful woman since Queen Victoria. Kay does eventually hand the paper down to her son, but only after 30 years of running and building it. She more than proved during those three decades that when people tell you you can't do something, even when those people are your father and your spouse, sometimes you should ignore them. Thanks for tuning in to Incredible Feats. For more episodes of Incredible Feats, follow us on Spotify. And for more shows like this, check out the other ParCast shows, all available on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information on Kay Graham, we found the coverage by The Guardian, The New York Times, and of course, The Washington Post, incredibly helpful. And you can find more of me, Dan Cummins, by listening to my numerous stand-up comedy albums on Spotify or by checking out my true crime, history, and more podcast, Time Suck, and my true horror and campfire tale podcast, Scared to Death. Listen, be inspired, and go accomplish your own incredible feats. Come back for more incredibleness tomorrow. Incredible Feats is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Jonathan Ratliff and Maggie Admire. Fact-checking by Kara Mackerlin. Research by Umbika Chotera, Jay Cahio, and Mickey Taylor. Incredible Feet stars Dan Cummins.